So, here we go. Let's, uh, uh, Comedy ACT are proud to present uh, the dollop down under three in Canberra. Let's have a round of applause for Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. You made that happen. I brought that on myself, yeah, yeah. for sure. I got, it became WrestleMania in my head, yeah. and then they chanted my wrestling name. I was worried we weren't going to get... Goliath Gary! I was worried we weren't going to get as big of an applause as the CIT media team. <laughs> you guys, if you enjoy uh, watching podcasts, uh, there's something called the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. And uh, you can uh, live stream that bad boy. Uh, so uh, if you go to LAPodfest.com uh, you, buy, uh, you buy yourself a little uh, pass you, you can use the, use the coupon uh, the dollop or just dollop or you can use Tofop and you get, uh, you get like five bucks off and then you're watching, you're watching like I think we have 800 shows this year and uh, for like 20 bucks the, Is the it 800? W- or 40 it's, I thought it was 40 <laughs> Because I do somewhere. remember Ford. I remember hearing forty, and yeah. eight hundred seems impossible. Yeah. <laughs> We're no. playing in thirty-seven different locations. Each shows ten minutes. But numbers are, you know, numbers are stupid. Well, I think they're they're helpful for people in a situation like this. You know, anyway. So Kinda it's like it's like eight hundred or forty. It's it's in, forty. It's no, the... it's not like it's forty. It's for sure forty. Been really clear. Plus up to eight hundred. Anyway, you can get the live stream at LAPodfest.com. You should all... I can wait while you guys take out your phones. No, no, no. No, we won't do it like that. That that will not be the way we do it. Um, We also have a book uh, coming out in the spring. We do. We just just put that up for pre-orders today. Yeah, so you can go... Pre-order that. Yeah. Um, Dollopodcast.com, Facebook, uh, The Dollop. You can uh, order it, and then um, all the money goes to getting 800 podcasts at Podfest next year. All the proceeds for that. Um, Um, You're listening to The Dollop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is a uh, bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story... From American history mm. to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic or the gesture is going to be about. No. No, no, no. Hi. Don't. No, Hi, don't friend. Work. All right. Super weird. Who's my friend? Uh, and then uh, tonight we have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this guy is really... He's something. He's, well, keep an eye on this guy. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's like the next Adam Hills. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson. <laughs> I'm really starting, to, uh, really starting to get the local down, the local humor. I oh, know, fucking doing Adam Hill's jokes? Yeah. yeah. I'm fucking bringing it on all levels. January 5th! 1829. 
The people love that year here. Big year here. Fucking love. 1829's a big player. You know what the thing is? Like, we've done a lot of horrible things lately, and we're glad it's just not one of those ones. (laughs) (laughs) We're like an old thing that we can pretend wasn't us. (laughs) You guys are doing you guys are doing great work right now. Oh yeah, we're doing some fucking cracking dollop episodes from twenty years from now. That's how we see it. Yeah, it's definitely... And yet, America... Dave's like, their immigration minister was an actual potato. Is that, is that true? <laughs> that would be amazing. Amazing. I, is Tony Abbott going to be your prime minister again? Did miss, somebody, there did are two somebody... emergency exits. There's two emergency exits, miss. And there's. Did somebody start to cheer that fucking onion eater? That was the representative of the onion industry. Yeah. <laughs> we need an onion watching the border. I mean, for the country, it would be terrible. For me personally, as a comedian, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, extra extra show yeah. at the at the festivals this I gotta year. Gotta be honest. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just get into it. Now. Okay. Roger Charles Titchborn was born. What happened? The Tony Abbott person moved. Oh, really? There's a Tony Abbott section over there. The, there's the. It's outside. It's just a chair. Uh, he was born to Henriette and Sir James Tichborne. Uh, Henriette was the illegitimate daughter of an English gentleman and a French woman of royal lineage. Okay. Sir James was the third son of Baron Tichborne of England. James was the third in line for the title of Baron. Henriette did not get along with James' family and insisted. That they live in Paris. So that's where Roger was born and raised in France. Okay. So he's already handicapped. Okay. Because he was in Paris? Just French. Oh, right. It's already starting out behind the eight ball. Okay. Right? I mean, I love that you've come to Australia. You go, you know what? Racism works here. But but weirdly enough, we're not that racist against the French. We're like, you guys can come on boats, bring some bread and cheese. You're not racist. Right. Don't get mad at me. Yeah, if you don't like puns, you're not going to like my riff on the Titchborne identity. (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting on it, but now you've made me say it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping some more clues might feed into my narrative. (laughs) So he loses his memory. Oh, great! <laughs> and he's small. He's a Titchborn. Roger also had a younger brother, Alfred. Uh, Roger was a sickly, coddled child who suffered from asthma. He was raised as a French boy, schooled by tutors, and could hardly speak a word of English. Sir James wrote... He sounds French. <laughs> Yeah, he he's got super, full-blown France. Yeah, he's full. He's he's totally all full of France. Kid never French. had a shot. Um, Sir James wrote to Henriette's uh, father, "Quote: The time appears uh, to me when it is absolutely necessary that he should go to school, preferably in England. This plan meets with the most violent and determined op- opposition from Henriette, and she abuses me with tears. 
in the most violent manner possible, accuses me of being a tyrant and wishing to be the death of the child. I have only to add that it would be the ruin of Roger. The grand object she seems to aim is to make a French man of Roger. And believe me this, neither can or ever will I submit to. So he don't want no French kid. I mean, he, I feel like he is fucking banging this on a bit, though. Like, didn't he say he, she assaulted him with tears? Yeah. yeah. I mean, fucking hard enough, Have you ever mate. been in a relationship? Yeah. Ow! Ow! <laughs> ah, ah, you're crying all over me! They burn! I'm melting! You bitch! <laughs> I, wish that, I wish that happened. James told Henriette he was taking Roger to visit his grandfather in England, but then put him in a prep school instead. (laughs) (laughs) So he had to come back with that news. Yeah. Oh. uh, Where is the little French boy? He fell into a school. (laughs) And he's stuck there. Uh, See, in my head, I thought that he, like, told her that he was going, like, actually was going to England and just pretended the whole time. That he was in... Is that not what happened? No, he... I thought you put him in school and just went, no, he's in England. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) He's loving it. He's learning French over there. You'd be very happy. Oh, he's got a beret the whole night. Scarf, he's smoking. It's amazing. He uh, took him to England and put him in a prep school there. Okay, all right. Uh, James said Henriette was, quote, wild with rage. Oh, those tears must have burned extra bad. I mean, she must have been really pissed. Super violent. Yeah. Roger's mother called it an abduction. And said her happiness was blighted. So, she's sad. Mm-hmm. Roger stayed at the prep school until 1848 when he was 19. An acquaintance said he, quote, walked like a Frenchman in short, quick steps with his feet turned outwards. <laughs> How, I mean, are there any other options for your steps to be short and quick? Uh, Excuse me, penguin man coming through. Pardon me, please. Move out the way. And he's behind everybody. Hurry up! <laughs> Jesus Christ, you people! How much longer must it take? Striding steps, foolish English fool. Long walker. When <laughs> 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 he's walking like Chaplin. Head high, hey! Get out somewhere! It's a Frenchman coming through. (laughs) Roger spoke with a pronounced accent and gave the impression that he thought in French and translated into uh, very bad English. His hair was laid on his head just the same as a bundle of carrots. (laughs) That's that's a quote. That's a quote from a friend. Now, firstly, is that a good analogy? No. Like, that, I don't even know what I'm picturing still. I don't know what I'm picturing. Like, what is a bundle of carrots? It did, did is he have like dreadlocks when you don't wa- Dreadlocks. Yeah, dreadlocks. What I'm picturing Dreads. is that he never washed his hair ever. Right. Yeah. That would look like a bunch of carrots poured on someone. Maybe. Or unless he went to someone and he was like, can you make it look like 18 different carrots? <laughs> oh, wow, this is unreal. <laughs> this is how we do it in Paris. Oh, <laughs> the bunny rabbits will be following this one, but they won't catch me because I walk fast like this. Uh, move out the way! <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Nothing to see here, just a man walking like a penguin with a carrot turban. Move, move, move. <laughs> Lord. Gosh, act like you've been here before. Uh, it was so then- now he's not French or English, he's just from the fifth element. <laughs> he's now just future. Oh my god, that many people have seen the fifth element? Hey mate, this is Canberra, it came out last week. And it's a very topical reference, that's why people enjoyed it. They waited, to, love... they waited to see the first four elements. <laughs> Sorry. Oh oh uh... <laughs> Sometimes you don't need both of us. I, uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> the puns are like, excuse me, get out of the way. Move. <laughs> this is 18 karat comedy. Oh, that's your line? Fuck you. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) It was decided that Roger should join uh, the cavalry uh, in the army. It was peacetime, so he ended up spending a a lot of time at home where his first cousin Katie lived. After three years, they wanted to marry. Her father, his uncle... Uh, agreed, but only if they waited three years until she was 21. Wait until she's not legally your cousin anymore. <laughs> At 21. Uh, the engagement was supposed to be kept a secret, but people were talking <laughs> why, about I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. It was supposed to be kept a secret, but people kept talking about it. And then Katie's mother got upset that people were talking about it, and then Roger broke it off. Well. Well. <sighs> There was a lot of sympathy for cousins in love yeah, in the room, wasn't there? honestly. <laughs> a set of dating cousins just held hands like, no. So sad. One day. Get that barkeep. Yes, sir. Roger then decided to go to Chile where the warmer climate would help his asthma. Mm. He sailed uh, on March, uh, in March 1853. His mother was very upset. Quote, I am so unhappy about our dear Roger's departure... That really I have not the courage for anything. You have no idea my constant anxiety. Just having a rough time. Not the courage for anything. Anything. That's a tough place to be. Yeah. She's scared. I can't leave the bed, but I'm scared to be in it. <laughs> anything. Oh, no. I can't roll over in the bed. Oh, no. I should breathe the live, but I'm... Oh, gosh, can I? <laughs> She's dead from... Uh... Not leaving the better breathing. Uh... <laughs> it took me 18 months to write this letter because I was scared of getting a paper cut. <laughs> I, st- I still am. <laughs> they say the pen is mightier than the sword. Oh, gosh, swords. Now I'm terrified. Oh, no, I've done it again. Oh. Sometimes I think I belong underwater. After a, year, Roger de- after a year in South America, Roger decided to return home. He ended up on a ship called the Bella, which left Rio on April 20th, 1854. Forty crew and one passenger, Roger. Six what? days after leaving, what? 
40 yeah. crew 40 people crew members and one and Roger? Just one Roger. Was he meant to be there? Yeah. That feels like they've overstaffed that. Yeah. And he talked to the captain, and the captain was like, let's go. So he's the only non-working person on the boat? Yep. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. You know who I hate? Roger. That guy is the fucking worst. What is his deal? Hello. Uh. Hi, how are you? Uh, yeah, hey, Roger. I'm uh, walking very fast around the deck. No, you're not. You're not walking fast. Your steps go nowhere. I just mopped there, asshole. Around the deck. I just swapped it. You should have done it like a Frenchman. So fast. Can you see me? Yeah, I see your carrot head bobbing. Zoom, zoom. Literally going in a circle. A tiny circle. Six days after leaving Rio, the Bella's ship's rowboat was found floating bottom-up by the crew of the ship Kent. No sign of bodies or survivors. Word of the shipwreck did not reach Roger's family for two months. And at some point, someone told Lady Tichborn that he could have been picked up by a rescue vessel and it could have headed to Australia. That's a- no one knows who told her that. <laughs> but she held on to it. Some dude. Some random guy. He's probably in Australia. <laughs> See ya! <laughs> Katie uh, married just four months later to a Percival Radcliffe, and at the wedding, half the congregation was dressed in black. That must have been awesome. Wait, they had to combine... Can't those be separate occasions? (laughs) (laughs) We're having a wooneral. Now, what this is... We don't have the money for both, so we're bringing in some of the grieving relatives and celebrating your nuptials. And when you walk in, they're like... Death or wedding? Right over here. This is death. So sorry for your loss. Death or wedding? Uh, yeah, I'm a dude, so it's all death. Uh, we've asked you to not come in here anymore. Because uh, uh, getting married's like dying, right? Oh, God. This guy, he, he's even hacky for whatever year this is. This is... <laughs> and we have shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so, um, after six months with no word from Roger, they accepted he was dead. Except his mother, who would still not allow a memorial for her son. At the beginning of 1857, a sailor came to the Tichborn estate looking for a handout. He'd been to Australia, and Roger's mother asked whether he knew... <laughs> oh, no. What? Just a softball. Okay. <laughs> And Roger's mother asked whether he knew anything of the Bella and her crew. The sailor told her what she wanted to hear. He said he heard something about some crew and a good many passengers had been picked up at sea and brought to Melbourne. Hang on. So you're telling me the person who was coming to her for financial assistance told her exactly what she wanted to hear? Yes. We're all shocked. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) That guy hit the jackpot, though. Like, if you're going to be a shady guy, that is the shady guy, like, lottery. Yeah. 
the, yeah. the place that's I furthest give... away in the world that yeah. no one can confirm. Yeah. That's fucking massive. Have oh. you ever, you oh, ever yeah. seen my son in Australia? Oh, yeah. You got any more beef? <laughs> no, oh, we have a lot of beef, but you've seen Roger? Uh, yeah, we uh, oh. need something to wash that down. Uh, I take anything. We have whiskey, ales, oh, whatever you like. Hello. What did he look like? Did he still have a he carrot had head? a face and head. Yeah, he had lots of carrots on oh, his head. Oh, my God, he still had the carrots on his head. Yeah. That's him. That's our Roger. Yeah. Carrot-headed as he ever was. Yeah. Oh. Go, what's that, pie? That's pie. Take the whole thing, honestly. I've been terrified of the whole meal, honestly. I, <laughs> I don't have the courage to face it. I, I haven't eaten in a while. Uh, I belong underwater, some say. I, don't ask what that means. But I don't take know what you that like. means. Just take whatever you like. Don't ask what that means. Just take whatever you like. Oh, my, bo- my boy's alive. He even mentioned a survivor named Della Fosse living in Melbourne. Now, word was out amongst the down-on-your-luck sailors that they'd get food, rum at the Tichborn estate. That was a Mike Plop. I was. So now... <laughs> so now just... <laughs> word has gone Did out. Did you guys hear about the gold? There's gold over there. It's in the form of a lady. <laughs> Just tell her kids in Australia and you get fucking pie and beef. Oh, yeah. He, he looked good, too. He looked healthy, I'll tell you. I remember when he got there, he looked a little sick. He's doing real good for himself, man. Real good. Can I get some more of that gravy real quick? That goes down fantastic. I'll tell you that, Mike. It's, it's kind of not funny because it's so real. That's yeah. exactly what was happening. Yeah. It's terrifying. So all these guys would come through, and they all said that. I also just love that there's like a, a hotline or a newsletter yeah. or oh, like yeah. a WhatsApp group yeah. or something. Head up to the Tichborn estate. Yeah. <laughs> You'd also think I would keep that information private, right? Yeah, just be mine. I'd yeah. be showing up there every day. Like, want to hear another story? He took up gymnastics. I'd love some veal. <laughs> He's got magic eyes now. Because surely there's got to also be a point where you coordinate stories. Because if you're all going up there <laughs> oh, yeah. independently, oh, people, yeah. people are going off book. But I thought that Roger had... He wasn't drinking anymore, I was told. Oh, no, no. Love's oh. red wine. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. I, uh, water. <laughs> he stopped drinking water. He's drinking everything else. So, wait. Sorry. He's very French. You know, that does play into the Parisian aspect. Gravy for all. Uh, All the sailors said that they'd been to Melbourne, and uh, a lot of them recalled having heard of the Bella and even old Delafosse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This continued for quite some time until Sir James found his wife serving cognac to seven sailors in the house one day. (laughs) These are Roger's best friends, darling. How are you doing? They drank all the good cognac, but oh. they got some humdinger stories. Woo, I saw your boy on a kangaroo. Apparently, Roger's riding kangaroos now. Oh, they've had all the cognac and the, the gravy. Couldn't face it myself. <laughs> Never can. So James ordered... I don't belong on land. <laughs> James ordered the gardener to keep all the sailors away from the house from now on. But 
But Roger's mother then just went down to the docks and gave the sailors money for news of the Bella. Oh, my God. I mean, of all the things that women did at the docks at that time, I guess. Giving them money for information. That prostitute's giving money out. No, she's not a prostitute. We're the prostitutes. Let's go. (laughs) Just... (laughs) They're just paying for... Anyone have a Roger story? Yeah. Yeah, uh... Yeah, take the money first. Hey, thank you. By the uh, way, how much does him. she fucking love this kid, though? Because she's got uh, over her fear yeah. of everything. Yeah. And now she's down at the fucking docks. Uh, and if you know her, you're like, no, they're... No, no, they don't all... He's... He's dead. Uh, she's just down there taking on nine sailors at a time. Story-wise. Oh, I know, I have a different story in my head. What? I'm making a like an independent film. Honey, I'll tell you what gets the stories out of these sailors. Blowjobs. <laughs> boy. I'll tell you, I learned so much about our boy today. All I had to do was, you know, give nine blowjobs out to, to the guys down there. But Roger's a lumberjack now. Did you know that? Mr. Angry. They said I couldn't handle the truth, but I handled that truth. Oh, I handled it. Oh, I handled it. And I'm going back down there tomorrow to handle it again. (laughs) I'm so close to the sea. (laughs) You know, when I was down there today, the water spoke again. (laughs) Uh, uh, Never mind. Nothing, nothing. I'll stay up here. Probably. What? Did you hear that? The breeze whispered again. So this went on. This was, this was an extended... This is not months. This has been going on for years. Eight years after the shipwreck, Sir James died. His title was passed to Roger's younger brother, Alfred. Alfred was 15. Alfred then contracted a huge 200,000-pound yacht to be built to be used to go look for Roger. Probably to shut her up, right? Probably yeah. to convince or mom. just Or just to be like, yeah, I'm going to make a boat and go away. Right. <laughs> Boy, it really... Oh, yeah, sh- I'm going to spend all our money on a boat and go look for Roger. Yeah, I'll be looking for Roger. Oh, tell him, tell him hello, and I hope everything's fantastic. Yep. Oh, I miss okay. him so, and yeah. I know he's there. You ju- you're wanted on the docks. Mom. Some of them are getting a little vicious. I, I wasn't sure if I was... Though it is so close to the... <laughs> Nothing. Uh, but strangely, Alfred went... <laughs> I know it can't be the end of it, but if this story ends up with her living in the water, can that be how it ends? <laughs> <laughs> And then she grew gills. <laughs> so, strangely, Alfred went bankrupt instead. Interesting uh, call. Turns out he was shit with money. Another business venture of his was the construction of the perfect sphere. Simpler times. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Did he, I mean, he literally just... <laughs> Sure. Okay. He just wanted to build the sphere. I sunk all the money into making a ball. I kind of get why you miss Roger now. You're like, you know what? I'd rather the folk stories of my boy. Where's the one with carrots? The walks the weird. Mom, what are you talking about? Look at that circle you can get inside of. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but Roger's. Get mother- ready for the rhombus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But Roger's mother was not giving up on her son. She not. It's not often in a comedy show you hear rompus. No, unless it's. It's my little. It's my little geometry buddy right there. Comes the Canberra, does some local Questacon material. <laughs> uh, but Roger's mother is not giving up on her son. She placed an ad in the Melbourne and Sydney papers. Free money. <laughs> In July 1865. This was 11 years after the shipwreck. Jesus Christ. It read, A handsome reward will be given to any person who can furnish such information as will discover the fate of Roger Charles Titchborne. He sailed from the port of Rio de Janeiro on the 20th of April 1854 in the ship La Bella and has never been heard from since. But a report reached England to the effect that a portion of the crew and passengers of a vessel of that name was picked up by a vessel bound to Australia. Melbourne, it's believed. He would, at the present time, be about 32 years old, is of a delicate constitution, rather tall, with very slight brown hair and blue eyes. Mr. Tichborn is the son of Sir James Tichborn, Baron, now deceased, and he is the heir to all his estates. A most liberal reward will be given... For any information that may definitely point out his fate. Okay, so you're saying it said free money. Yeah, I mean... You were right. It really did. <laughs> it was like, just a longer way of writing free money. Looking, willing to trade bullshit for money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the woman who invented podcasting? <laughs> No. This is my first Rajcast, and uh, I, I, we're not sure what the format will be yet, but um, we figure it out. That, that's what they say. Just do the first one, and then figure it out from there. We're brought to you by water. <laughs> and, and, water. Uh, and docks. And docks. Dock, dock workers. Dock, mainly water. And sphere face. Uh, you, he's not supposed to have a microphone. I said to not mic him. He, all he does is talk about the sphere. Saying, Mom. Someday this sphere's going to make our family a fortune. When American Gladiators starts, look out. Holy shit. You were all laughing at me when I said I was going to build something like this. Look at me now. Look at the Gladiators. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Roger, he wasn't the best. He died on his ship, but I made something that men can ride motorcycles in. Sphere. We're talking about different gladiator events, maybe. Although, love where your head's at. That is an upgrade for sure. Look like at Wolf riding the motor, but you're picturing the... I was thinking of the that movie uh, with... Uh, uh... Russell Crowe on a microphone. Nope, nope, wasn't Russell Crowe. Uh, what? What? 
Place Beyond the Pines. And who's the star of that film, sir? Ryan Gosling. Who was in the and Nice who, Guys? If with I was a lady, Crow, who would wow. I fuck? No, no, no. It's let's, the same answer. Let's stick. Let's maybe. Ryan Gosling was in the Nice Guys with Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe was in Gladiator. Gladiator. Gladiators. We're fucking there. That's that was the link. That was the link. Thank God you're here. That was the link, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is how this podcast works, is it right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tom Castro. <laughs> Tom Castro was a butcher living in um, Wagga Wagga. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Until until you meet a guy from Wagga Wagga, he's like, Nah, it's Wagga Wagga, mate. It's actually Wagga Wagga. (laughs) German. It's Wagga Wagga, but it's often called Wagga. But you're not allowed to call it Wagga. You got to call it Wagga Wagga. Really? Like for like San Francisco's. I know some people don't think that, but that's the fucking way you should do it. That's the name. Like San Francisco, people call it Frisco, but if you tell that to some San Francisco, we're like, F- go fuck you. You don't call it that. It's like that? Oh, I don't really know. <laughs> I, li- I just li- I like... I like... I like the side conversations on the dollop. <laughs> I like when they break away and just talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, had, Tom Castro had been born in Chile. He was uh, 30 years old, 5 feet 9 inches, solid built, gray eyes, and had long, greasy hair. He was described as, quote, loose and slomaking. Slomaking? Slomaking. That was the fucking word. What it says? Slomaking. What does I didn't look mean? it up. I was just like, well, the Australians will know. <laughs> I kind of picture just like bad posture, sort of, maybe a hunchback sort of look. Yeah, like a... Shaved hunch? Yeah, like a... Yeah, shaved hunch. Eh. Yeah, Anyone like got a, shampoo? Yeah, That's him. Like that. That's yeah. that's that's slomaking right, right there. Eh. Any, does anyone have shampoo? Anyone got shampoo? I got greasy hair. Anyone got shampoo? Yes. Uh, what's pasta like? Uh, I'm just getting... Okay. No, you're, in, you're in character now. Thank you. He was, I, I uh, think I could only imagine his hair if you tell me what vegetable it looks like. Yeah, he's got like a cauliflower head. <laughs> he's got like, like a bucket of Brussels sprouts up top. <laughs> he's got zucchini noodle hair. Or uh, Tom? Uh, courgette. What the fuck is it here? Is it zucchini? Oh, yeah. uh, man. Well, shame I want an extra step on that. <laughs> just heard my mother in my head for a second. Courgettes. <laughs> it's called Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> he That's was... actually really good for the people who only came for the French side of this story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you left us a minute ago. Now we're back. Uh, Tom uh, also was missing three front teeth, which made him drool. And he had a tremor. And he had a tremor on one side of his face. Okay, so... <laughs> Okay, so uh, leading with greasy hair is kind of burying the lead a little bit. Yep. This guy had... Bar- so he was uh, basically a toothless, drooling, greasy hunch man with a twitch? With a fa- uh, face twitching. Okay. okay. Uh, in August of 1865, he had, be- uh, he had just been married uh, to Mary Ann Bryant for four months. She Hang was, on, he's uh, fucking married? Yeah. <laughs> Like, this guy you just described yeah. is married. I'm yeah. not fucking married. And this, 
All right. Anyway, he must yeah, have been nice personality. Yeah, but he was a butcher. Okay. I shouldn't judge him on his appearance alone. He might actually no. have a lot of redeeming qualities. He, he sure. was a butcher, so it's like, he's always got meat. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, a guy like that who only talks about pork chops. I mean, mm, right. oh, really? <laughs> you know, another thing we did today in the butcher's... Oh, sorry, honey, sorry. <laughs> I've got a rump roast. Would you like to get married? Like that. Uh, she also had a baby daughter. <laughs> she had a baby daughter, not Tom's daughter. Oh. Uh, he was... Uh, she could tell because it looked normal, right? <laughs> oh, that's not yours. Uh, Regular posture. He was... Uh, and then around this time, he was shown the ad about Roger by a friend. Oh, good. Tom, good. That's who you want. Tom started dropping hints in the pub that there was a title waiting for him and money, too. Unfortunately, he'd had a fight with his family and would rather have freedom than all that money. When asked what Mary thought, Tom said, quote, She don't know nothing about it. Don't you go saying nothing. Besides, Castro ain't my real name. You needn't tell Mary that neither. She fancies being married to a South American. That's like literally if you put Boom. that in a, like a script, people would be like, that's too, too much exposition. That says too much. <laughs> like it's too... Nobody should talk like that. Really, it's not even Castro. But don't tell her that. They'd be like, no, no, impossible. Tom owed a lot of money and discussed bankruptcy with his lawyer, William Gibbs. But Tom didn't want to declare bankruptcy after Gibbs told him he'd still have to pay off his debts if he came into money. A few days later... <laughs> Presidential G- run? <laughs> a few... <laughs> It's not that. That's not that funny. <laughs> a few days later, Gibbs and Tom were talking again, and Gibbs said he'd love to be sailing on Sydney Harbor. And Tom replied, "Quote: You wouldn't say that if you've ever been shipwrecked." Tom was then vague when Gibbs continued to question question him, but he did say it had happened near Rio de Janeiro, and that he was done with the sea. And he didn't want to go home Wait. while his dad was alive. Wait. He's done with the sea. Okay. I've had enough of the sea. I'm a butcher now. I mean, he is just the stereotype in the bar. Like, someone's like, the sea. He's like, don't talk about the sea. The sea's dead to me, boy. But I know a lady who it ain't dead to. I'm going to go see her soon. <laughs> Please be about her going to the sea. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that night, Gibbs' wife pieced it together with the ad. The facts fit. Because he said everything. Wait a second. The facts uh, fit! Wait a second. <laughs> He's literally said everything, and now I'm looking at the ad. That- wait a minute. It's all super, super clear and has been the whole time. <laughs> Tom denied it. But he soon quit his job. Now, Arthur Kubit in Sydney had been hired by Roger's mother to find Roger. He got a letter from Gibbs asking about Roger, what he was like, and Gibbs said he thought he had found him. He wanted details so he could be certain. Now, Kubit didn't know much. Roger might be using an assumed name due to pride, he said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Carol. 
I do love these people though because they even give the con people the excuses. Yeah. They're like, oh no, they might be using a different name and they might look different and they might have no teeth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, a, and a face that just keeps moving on one side. <laughs> like Roger did. <laughs> Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs went and asked Tom if he should call him by his real name. Tom then showed Gibbs his well-smoked black wooden pipe. It had the initials RTC scratched into it. Tom asked, Tom asked, supposing I am the one in the paper, what would I have, what would I have to do? Would they just send me money and then say, you're it? Wait. <laughs> it's a legitimate question. I mean, right. <laughs> Seems like we have our Roger. No? I mean, so, that's what Roger's I reaction mean, would be, is, surely, yeah, right? Yeah, if sure. it were the real Roger, yeah. that's what he'd be asking. Yeah. <laughs> surely. Sure, I phrased it weird, but I might be him. <laughs> Gibbs explained that Tom would have to go to England and the family would have to be certain. Mm. Tom didn't seem interested in that at all. Oh, no, no, no. Because of the sea. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know, I'm back. not going back out on that ocean. Uh, yeah. She took me near Rio. Tom, Gibbs reminded Tom that he had debts and a family now. And Tom said, quote, don't know if I can face the sea again, but I'd have to go by a steamer. Wait. He wants to go on a big ship. He doesn't want to be on. Oh, he wants, he oh, wants okay. a steamship. Sure. Yeah, he wants to be on I was like, like, a fancy I was like is he island. trying to go there by train? I thought he was going to go there by train. I, I thought like, he was also going fuck? by train. Does he not know? Yeah, like Doc Brown's yeah. there. This is the only train that'll take you. <laughs> this is Jules and Vern. I hope you... <laughs> oh, that got a big laugh. Back to the Future 3 just came out on camera. So... I, uh... <laughs> Played in a double with the fifth element. Yeah. It was a big fucking night. It's Canberra Film Festival. Basically eight films. <laughs> so then Gibbs told uh, Cubit he'd found Roger. Cubit told Roger's mother in December of 1865, quote, Mr. Roger Titchborn is alive and well. And that he is now in this colony within 600 miles of Sydney. Your son's circumstances are such that he has not the means to come to Sydney. My previous inquiries into his whereabouts were a great expense. <laughs> Good sign off. <laughs> Gibbs also said he'd like the reward. Meanwhile, Tom was now taking money from Gibbs to get by. In January of 1866, Gibbs convinced Tom to write a letter to his mother. And he did. My dear mother, I deeply regret the trouble and anxiety I must have caused you by not writing before. But the reasons are known to my attorney, and the more private details I will keep for your own ear. Of one thing, rest assured that although I have been in a humble condition of life, I have never let 
Any act disgrace you or my family. I don't think it needful, my dear mother, to convince you of my identity. Although, I will mention the brown mark on my side. That is just... Okay, keep going. I must request you send me the means of passage money and paying a few thousand debts. I hope Grandpa is well. A f- uh, sorry, a few thousand debts? A few, oh, sorry, outstanding. Whoops. A few, outsta- a few outstanding debts. Okay. And then he closed it with, I hope Grandpa is well. Tom asked for 400 pounds. Gibbs also, Gibbs also wrote and said, Tom is Roger. Lady Titchborn was a little confused. But that is such, how, how did, like, the way he, that's not how a son writes to a mother. He hasn't seen <laughs> a while. I, mean, I still this, have that birthmark. I've got a brown mark on my side. <laughs> say hi to Grandpa. Say hi to Grandpa. All the usual stuff we used to say to each other. Tom, sorry, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is literally the original catfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's, laughs> can I see more pics? Uh, for sure. <laughs> when we meet. <laughs> if catfishing with letters. <laughs> Where were you? My dearest Mary, I couldn't actually make it. <laughs> for I have overspoken yet again. Uh, Lady Titchborn was a little confused. She didn't remember any brown mark on Roger and thought it was weird he asked about his grandpa since both grandpas had been dead for a long time. Wait, so he was swinging uh, for the fences. I mean, don't drop in information Seriously. you're not already sure of. Yeah, if, that, if you have that for right. sure, if you know that. But if you don't, <laughs> just be like, just let me know. how's granddad? <laughs> I'm still afraid of clowns and love to throw stuff. I know what I'll do. I'll say I got a brown spot on my side. So That'll next, seal it. The next letter's just like, I just realized Grandpa was dead, and the thing on my side was mud. <laughs> Sorry about that. Still your son for sure. Todger. <laughs> Todger? <laughs> Getting closer. So she didn't respond immediately, so Tom wrote... Which you know it is bullshit. She's like, even I am like, no. Even underwater I can see that this... <laughs> she was too busy jerking off sailors. She didn't... <laughs> Have you seen him? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where is he? Uh-huh. Oh, he's about to be everywhere. He's about to be all over. Oh, my God. I don't know your boy. See ya! Again! I'm not falling for this tomorrow. You say you know him tomorrow. Maybe I'll still do it if you save a good story. So Tom wrote again. Surely, my dear mama, you must know my writing. You have caused me a deal of trouble. T-R-U-B-L-E. So they had the cool acronyms back then. (laughs) Gibbs also took a photograph of Tom and included it. Lady... Titchborn wrote to Gibbs. My son was born in Paris and spoke French better than English. I fancied that the photographs you sent me are like him, but of course, after 13 years' absence, there must have been some difference in the shape, as Roger was very slim. But I suppose all those large clothes would make him appear bigger than he is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think my poor dear Roger confuses everything in his head just as in a dream. And I believe... I believe him to be my son. Oh, he is. Though his statements differ from mine. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel bad for this lady. All yeah. she wants is her son back. Well, right? she's getting no, it. No, this is the equivalent of like your grandma being like, I sent $4,000 to a Nigerian prince and I'm going to be a millionaire. You're like, no, no. <laughs> but wouldn't it be great if they had a catfishing show about people pretending they were dead people's kids? <laughs> Catfish this week on MTV. Yeah, I'm your kid. What's up? <laughs> what? <laughs> this week on Kidfish. <laughs> uh, I know we've been corresponding through Facebook for four years, <laughs> but I'm not the son you thought I was. Wait, what? I'm not your son. I'm sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Wow, that was harsh, man. That's so dark. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry that I brought it to that level. <laughs> in, in May of 1860... I, I knew the email address that Dingo didn't actually take me wasn't real. <laughs> I, oh, too soon? Is it still too soon? It's too soon. In May of 1866, Lady Tichborne wrote to Tom, My dear and beloved Roger, I hope you will not refuse to come back to your poor afflicted mother. I have had the great misfortune to lose your poor dear father, and lately I have lost my beloved Alfred. I am now alone in this world of sorrow. I hope you will take that in consideration, and that you will come to join me as soon as possible. You need not be afraid about the money, as you will have all the money necessary to pay your expenses. Only come to see your poor, lonely mother. Sadly, Alfred had just drunk himself to death three days before she wrote the letter. Even though he was a financial genius, he went bankrupt a second time uh, the previous year and had been put in a debtor's prison. And because he died in debt, all of the family's assets were frozen. Oh. Ugh. Except they had a sphere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll always have that. You know what we always said? You have nothing to sphere but sphere itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will is flipping off the audience, flipping them off. <laughs> I sincerely miss him every day. I... <laughs> You're sincerely. Yeah. <laughs> sphere Alfred. My spheres boy. <laughs> now, I la- fear the worst is yet to come. I really do. I. <laughs> I'm good. Now, Lady Tichborne had acknowledged Tom as Roger in her letters, so Tom went to different bankers and showed them the letter. Look at this. Guess who I am now, or always was? <laughs> Fuck you! I'm in a, a flock of you! <laughs> one, one banker lent him $50. He asked Tom... <laughs> just, who, I mean, the, I everybody's mean just, the worst. I mean, that's just really just fuck off money. Yeah, right? yeah. Even back then, $50 is like, all right. And just, the bank yeah. is like, well, okay, you have a letter. <laughs> We're not sure what a bank is either, honestly. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, He asked Tom, the banker asked Tom why he had, quote, knocked around the colonies instead of going home. Tom said, quote, well, it's a very jolly life. I'm a butcher. 
That sums it up. Right. That's why you wouldn't return to all your money. When it became obvious Lady Tichborne didn't have 400 pounds uh, that Tom requested, Gibbs and two storekeepers guaranteed an advance of 500 pounds from a bank. Tom settled his debts. He told people when he came back from England, he was going to build the fanciest butcher shop in Wagga. Offensively, Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. But that's what he called it. He called it Wagga. Yeah. I'm going with him as a quote. All right. Okay. Uh, And he was going to name it the Tichborne Meat Emporium. The Tichborne Meat Emporium. But also, I love the limits on his fucking dreams. Yeah. <laughs> like, you I'm gonna get a big meat shop. I'm what gonna be you? the king of meat and Wagga. King of meat. You'll have limitless money. What are you gonna do? Still be a butcher. <laughs> I'm gonna be knee deep in animals. Wait, why are you even going back then? <laughs> Gotta do something, high, you know what I mean? Anyways. Titchborn Meats. Titchborn Meat Emporium. I'd done it. Titchborn Meat Emporium. He is stay for the lies. I cut meat. <laughs> stay for the lies. That's two pounds. No, I can see on the scale. Huh? I'm your son. What? What? Bobby? Yeah, I'm Bobby. That'll be $300. I'm Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Yeah, take your ground beef. It's good to see you, Ma. Boy, it's been so long. Is Grandpa still dead? Oh, Grandpa's dead. Yeah, and I still got that big, weird birthmark all down my side. What? Never mind, it's mud. (laughs) Come back again. So great seeing you, Mom. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll get my dad, my aunt, and my other mom. How you guys doing? Welcome to Titchborn Meat Emporium. I'm related to everybody that died to you. <laughs> Titchborn Meat Emporium. We got some of the freshest and best cuts, and I'm your dead relatives. Come on down. Get a cut of meat, talk about a barbecue we'll have for the family reunion we need to have because, God damn it, I'm someone to somebody. <laughs> Tom then went to Sydney in June 1866 where he met Cubit. Uh, Cubitt noticed that Tom had an excitable temperament and his face twitched, which fit with Lady Tichborne's description of Roger being nervous. I think he's actually thinking about the Twitchborns. God damn it, Will! (laughs) Son of a bitch! Son of a twitch! (laughs) What guy does the puns? Son of a titch! (laughs) Twitchborn... Oh, yes. Uh. Uh, Cubit grilled Tom. He, he, uh, Tom said some of the details of his uh, army career didn't... Oh, sorry, Cubit said some of the details of Tom's army career did not match his mother's. Uh-huh. Tom said, quote, I was never an officer. By God, I have a bloody good mind not to go near her at all when I get home. Well, that's going to sour the reunion. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's uh, the, 
the thinking's not great. Yeah. No, I like his approach. Like, every time he's challenged on a fact, he just is like, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Must be him. <laughs> God, he's good. Man, he's serious about saying who he is, so he's got to be him. Because when we were like, your, your facts don't match up with your families, he was like, well, then fuck them. So how's that not him? Got to take him back. Clearly, that's the defense of someone who is him. <laughs> Cubit was convinced. Sure. He already Man, had what a, a fucking time to be alive. I God. know, right? God. <laughs> I'm a genie. Hi. Uh, yeah. I do monies for wishes. It's a whole new thing. You got a letter from your mom, genie? It says you're a genie? Yep. Right here in Magic Inc. Hello. You want like a thousand dollars? What I do you sure want? I sure do. Absolutely, I do. And then I'll get back in the lamp and grant a bunch of wishes tomorrow because I'm a legal genie. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go over to the meat emporium and get some meats. Oh, you mean over at the Titch Meat Emporium? <laughs> Fine, genie. That went nowhere. Yeah, well, <laughs> I also feel like you're trying to have sex with the genie suddenly. Hey, genie. <laughs> No, 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 that's not one of the wishes. Hey, Wish uh, number one, I want you. Hey, uh, hey uh, Genie. <laughs> may I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Who controls the fish? I'm out of here. <laughs> Kibben was convinced he already had the letter, uh, a letter from the private secretary of the governor of New South Wales, who was a Tichborne family friend. Stating, Lady Titchborn was sure that, quote, Mr. Kubit's man was her son. Tom telegraphed Gibbs, quote, identified by a lady, government house sent letter, acceptance all right. Tom volunteered to pay Kubit's expenses and the reward. That all came to about a thousand pounds. Tom met the government secretary and family friend who actually had never met Roger. He spoke with Tom for an hour and then fired off a letter, quote, I think that he is the man. I noted a look about the eyes and mouth, which strongly reminded me of his father. His upper front teeth are all missing, and he was, I can assure you, dirty enough. But, Wait, that is not a genetic but, trait. Yeah. Both in He's person. He's filthy, right. just like his mom. Yeah. Both in person and in dress for even a colonial butcher. His English, too, is a bit butchery at times. But so, damn it, uh, by the way, damn it, it's got to be him. Was that guy doing his fucking roast? Yeah. I mean, I mean this guy's such a butcher, butcher, the English language is on the chop block. Right, am I right? Huh? Guys? He'll serve you adverbs for 99 cents a pound. I'll guy. tell you what's minced his preposition. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a roast for a butcher, too. Yeah, it's a great yeah. bit. I, uh, <laughs> I misunderstood Sunday. this entirely. <laughs> I have some great lamb. What, what, what is this? A roast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Tom had Mary brought to Sydney and explained to her that she was actually... That's his wife. Oh, okay. okay. Tom and Mary brought to Sydney and explained to her that she was actually a lady and was going, he was going to take her and their daughter to England. Could this be more white trash? Uh, I mean... It turns out you're a lady, baby. I'm a God fucking duke or some shit. I know all the time you spend wiping drool off my face 
that you were like, God damn it, but I'm the real deal. I do forget that he has no front teeth, that these guys are like, he doesn't seem that affluent. Oh, I'm him. I'm absolutely him. I am. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a napkin so I can stuff that in between these chompers? I'm the boy. So he, so he, he tells Mary he's going to take Mary and their daughter, and they're all going to go to England. We're going to meet my mom. But the illegitimate daughter has to stay behind. Uh, tough calls you know to get made. It's hard. Yeah, yeah tough calls. If you're meeting the, the yeah, new family, you can't bring that shit <laughs> exactly. around. That's, yeah. that's not of his imaginary bloodline. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't fit into my paranoid delusion, okay? I can fake everything, but that's my daughter. I I don't know how we'll convince them. Now, let's go there. I have no teeth, and I'm rich. All right? I I also, fucking by the way, how does the cousin fucker pull the whole... Wasn't he the cousin fucker? He was going to be the cousin fucker, right? Roger? Well, he doesn't know that, but Roger was going to... Yeah, Roger was going to fuck his cousin. Details of this story, but... Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that is true, right? Like... And that's what he gets grossed out right. by. Cousin fucking, have some moral compass, man. <laughs> My God, I'm just ruining four lives at once. So, uh... Fuck your cousin. <laughs> I mean, I fucked my cousin. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Privately. Uh, so then Tom and uh, Mary got remarried in a, tur- in a church, Tom using the name Roger Titchborn. <laughs> Tom got a suite of rooms at the Metropolitan Hotel, hired oh a carriage God. to take his wife around town, and bought them both a shitload of clothes. The ex-head gardener of the Titchborns now happened to live in Sydney, so he stopped by. Strangely, Tom did not recognize him. Ugh. Tom Weird. just stared blankly when the gardener asked him about relatives. Of course, the gardener, after all that, still said Tom was Roger. Right. Right. He said Tom looked just like his uncle Robert Titchborn, especially the back of his head. <laughs> yep. Well, do, I, do we feel like the gardener had been fucking Roger, though? <laughs> uh, like, would... Do me a favor and smash it into a pillow a couple... Yeah, that's him! Yeah, that yeah. is him! I'll never forget it. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to squirt something on the back of your... I'm oh, gonna squirt, yeah! That's I'm going to squirt something on your back. God damn it, that's, that's you! That's you. By the way, you have mud on your butt. You have a big muddy birth marker. It's mud. Tom wrote to Lady Tichborn, quote, One of the old servants call on me. He knew me has soon has he see me. Sure. What was that? <laughs> He, he wrote... Who wrote this? He wrote Tom. Wrote Tom to wrote, Lady Tichborn. Yeah. yeah, Roger. One of the old servants call on me. Yeah. He knew me has soon has he see me. He Is meant that, to write as, but he wrote has instead. They didn't have autocorrect on letters back then. <laughs> Another... It, <laughs> actually, Another French, it, it actually, has is French for as... I believe. (laughs) Another ex-Tichborn servant was in Sydney. Lady Tichborn wrote, quote, 
There is a man of color at Sydney who could tell you how the family stands. His name is Boggle, and he is quite black. Hang on, what's his... Well, what? yeah, everything, everything again. Roger right. knows him very well. His name is Boggle, and he's... Let me start from the top. Yes. There is a man of color at Sydney who could tell you how the family stands. His name is Boggle, and he is quite black. Roger knows him very well. <laughs> okay. What? All the details All right. are out there. A black one is coming. Hello, okay. Boggle. Uh... And now the very old Boggle came. Boggle told Tom he didn't think he was Roger. Tom responded, I'm not so slender as when I left the Tichborn when Boggle saw a resemblance to Sir Henry Tichborn and proceeded to tell Tom about the family. They spent four days together with Boggle telling him everything. Wait, Boggle didn't think it was him, though. But then eventually he was like, let me tell you everything about it to prove that you're not him before you go back there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they spent. You know why they call me Boggle? My decisions make your mind feel weird. <laughs> I like to think they called him Boggle because he filled in all the information he didn't know, and he was like the original Google. I, like, <laughs> I looked this information up on Boggle. <laughs> it took a while. Boggle search engine. So, it was then decided that Boggle would. Go to England with Tom. What just happened? The trip. Boggle just got in on the scam. That's just what happened. (laughs) You know what? You are him. (laughs) The trip would be paid for by a loan from Boggle's son with the agreement that Tom would pay him back. So now Tom uh, is at the hotel. It's him, his wife, his daughter, a nursemaid, Tom's just hired secretary, who was a guy named Truth Butts. What? Who, no, is, no, what's that is right not, now? That is not his name. There is no way. It very much is. Everyone's making up their names. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're Boggle? Oh. And you're Roger T- I'm Truth. I'm Truth Butts. Butts. This is my buddy, Real Dicks. And we're going to... Come on, guys. Everyone get on board. This is Dr. Horse. This is Legitimate Vagina. Uh, legit Vagina's here. <laughs> vagina, we call uh, her. So we're all we're normal in here normal and people. ready to we're talk. And, yeah, we have... No, we're all being honest. Hi, I'm, I'm Doug. All Doug? Right. Doug Joe? Fuck Party. <laughs> oh, Doug, yeah, Doug uh, Fuck uh, Party. It's great, like great to have you. Just probably drop the Doug in future. <laughs> Stick with what we're kind of... Hey, my name's... Fuck party? Better, Doug. Better. Can I go to England? Yeah, you're definitely coming to England. I, mean, I don't mean to make you think you're not coming no, to England. Everyone, you're for sure everyone, coming to England. Everyone. We're all going to England. Yeah, we're all going to England. Boggle, legit vagina, <laughs> real dick, true butts. Did I mention Boggle? He's oh. a guy. Oh, oh, he's the one that's black as night. That's right. <laughs> We're quite a ragtag bunch. <laughs> Tom was also being invited to dinner with many of Sydney's most prominent citizens, but he rejected all the invitations and spent most of his days in a pub. And he kept borrowing money from whoever he could. Tom was basically trading IOUs against his future inheritance. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. They would be redeemable. I mean, he's living like Dumb and Dumber. Like, yeah. Right? He's it's, just right in the air. He's like, don't trust me. 
But again, this is another reason not to eventually come back to Wagga Wagga for the meat emporium. Right. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Well, like flee your fucking debts, dude. Yeah. I don't know, because the Wagga emporium, the meat emporium, sounds like, like that could be a lot of money. Like he could, like th- that could be striking it rich, you know? I mean, how many people there eat meat? True. I mean, yeah. and you get those long Probably days. must. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You're right. I agree. No, sorry, he should feel so, kind this lady. I, he should, yeah. yeah. I didn't maybe. mean to yeah, ruin maybe. your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom's IOUs, he said, would be redeemable at a London bank in three months. Uh-huh. Gibbs, Gibbs got 500 pounds, uh, Cubit 1,000, and Tom used them, uh, the IOUs, to buy the hotel for $10,000. What? He IOU'd a hotel? Yep. <laughs> Fuck, I like how this guy rolls. I'm starting to, I'm starting to fucking warm to Tom. Seriously. Do you like, know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like, yeah. He's just like, I just bought this hotel on an IOU. Uh, he's like a hypnotist. Like, I got a letter from a mom somewhere. <laughs> you think we're idiots? This hotel is actually yours now, Tom. Er, Roger, sorry. Everyone keeps making that mistake. Todger. Todger. Good to meet you, Boggle. Good to see you as usual. True Butts, the usual gang's here. As, uh, as soon as... If True Butts had a real big ass, why, that'd be great. Are, like Come on, it's me, True Butts. You know I got one that ain't gonna quit. It's me, True Butts. It's Truth <laughs> Like butts. a badonkadonk, what is it? It's Truth, truth butts. butts. That's right, Truth Butts. This butt don't lie. Look at it. <laughs> Squats, baby. That's the truth. But. Hey, just saying, a second ago you didn't know your own name. I knew my name. I didn't know if it was with a T. Maybe you have a lisp. Truth butts. True butts. Both work. Yeah. <laughs> he can't tell what you're saying. You're missing four teeth. Yeah. It, might, yeah, it sounded like you said Brimlots. <laughs> Hell, you talking about? No front teeth. Tell me my butt won't quit. My butt won't quit. I'm true butts or truth butts. Which is it? Truth, right? It is truth. I know it is. I remember now. As soon as Kubit uh, got his uh, $1,000 of Tom's IOUs, he went and sold them to a money lender for four-fifths of their face value. What is happening? Yeah, I mean, what I is happening? what's oh, going so on weird. here. There's it's now just... a, a new currency. Uh, here's what's going on. Every Australian's in on it. <laughs> Yeah. The whole gang left on September 2nd for London. Tom took his sweet time. He enjoyed Panama for about a month. Can't wait to see Mom, but ugh, need a little Tom time. Oh. May as well slow her down and see the sights. Then he headed to New York, where he cooled his heels for another what? month. He's in America. Hang on, yeah. He went to Panama what? to set up some fucking offshore accounts or something, and then he's rolled to the city that never sleeps on the fucking way. He's like, you know what? We got a round-the-world ticket. It was cheaper. It was cheaper in Yeah, I hope Mom hangs on, because once I'm done having fun, I need to see her again. Remember what she looks like for the first time. (laughs) Then he was off to Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and Philadelphia. He could afford it because he borrowed $700 in New York. Meanwhile, Lady Tichborn was waiting and waiting and waiting. She had expected Tom over a month ago. While Tom was taking his time, young Henry Alfred Joseph Doty Tichborn came into the world. He was dead brother Alfred's son and the heir to the estates. Uh-oh. 
A family lawyer showed letters of Roger's old writing and Tom's new letters to Lady Tichborn. They didn't match at all. Mm. What? She fired the lawyer. Smart. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) This is a great story. I have a feeling... I have a feeling she's, she's going to buy it, no matter what. I had some sympathy for her before, but I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom finally arrived in London and discreetly went 25 miles outside of the city, where he stayed for a couple of days, and then he took a train to where the Tichborne estates were located. At this point, every paper in America, Australia, and England were cranking out stories about the newfound baron. Tom walked around the small town in huge coats, using giant hats to hide his face. So everyone knew it was Roger. Jesus. A few days later, a man just entered his room at the inn he was staying in and demanded to know whether or not he was Roger Tichborn. Tom said yes, and then covered his face with his hands and told him to leave. But the man, but the man didn't. It's because like Michael Jackson behavior a little bit. <laughs> no. And then... And then Tom took out Emmanuel Lewis. Well, oh, dude, for Hang on, did someone just have a baby? Yeah, there's definitely... <laughs> we have kittens backstage and a great Webster reference, and... Um, yeah, Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> what was Thank that? You. That's what that was? Michael the, Jackson. Michael Jackson always oh, okay. kept him around. Kids like, baby. Oh, sorry. He loved no. t- tiny. I didn't realize. I was like, what is that reference? I was oh, like, that's yeah. Webster. It took me Why a second. I was like, him and, uh, him and uh, Jackson dated for a while. Yeah. Or whatever it is when you hang out with a boy for years. But he did Hey, they were cousins. <laughs> uh, so this guy turned out to be the family lawyer, and he told Tom that any question of entitlement to the property must be decided in a court of law, and then he left. And then Tom hired a lawyer who formally told the Tichborne lawyer that Tom was making a claim on the estate. What? What? So now it's all him? He's all in, baby. All right. Why do you Why do you think he came to fucking England? Yeah, I he's thought to his, like slowly milk the process. Rightful, but instead he shows up. He's like, I own it all. Woo! Is there a dentist? An investigator was sent by some members of the Tichborne family to find out what he could. He spoke to Truth Butts. You know, I might lie to you, but this area will tell you everything you need to know. Can you handle the truth? <laughs> but <laughs> This may seem weird, but I'm going to leave the room. And <laughs> you just talk to my asshole. Tell you everything you need to know. I'm known for fibbing, but truth buds will tell you everything. No way. The oracle never lies. <laughs> Get up real close to it now. I don't know anything. I really don't. I don't know anything. I love a good joke. I love a joke. I had my name changed. Yeah. Oh, I'm an Anderson. Yeah, oh, for sure. No, I've been doing this forever. Nice spread, though. So, Truth Butts was working as Tom's... 
I can't I'm, handle I'm it. I'm so sad this story isn't about truth butts. <laughs> Will, we're making it about truth butts. <laughs> if truth butts ends up with his mother living in the ocean, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> no ifs, ands, or truth butts. <laughs> you know me. You can trust a name you can trust. Truth butts. <laughs> it's one word. Is it B U T T S? Isn't yeah. his first name? Oh, it's butts. But I thought he's. But his first name's Truth, right? Truth. Yeah, yeah Truth Butts. Yeah. Truth Butts. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. Wait, it's Truth, right? Truth. Okay. Truth. Okay. Yeah. Truth. First name Truth. Second name Butts. <laughs> you got to end with Butts. Mr. Butts, Truth. Truth. <laughs> Call me Truth Butts. I'd rather not. I, uh, that's insane. <laughs> so, uh, so the investigator spoke to Truth Butts. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling the truth, but <laughs> nothing the but is... the truth. <laughs> Sorry, nothing but the truth. <laughs> So, so the investigator <laughs> spoke to Truth Butts, who was Tom Sagittary, who was yeah. making 500 pounds a year, yeah. although he'd only been paid 10. <laughs> 10. <laughs> 10, so far. Truth Butts revealed that Tom did not know how to speak French. Mm. Apparently, he'd forgotten the language he was raised speaking. That happens. <laughs> yeah. When, when Tom found out what Truth Butts had told the investigator, he fired Truth Butts. By the way... <laughs> I couldn't stop it's, just using his full name. Oh, when I why wrote would this. you ever? Truth Butts is gone? Truth Butts then hung around for a year. He was Australian, right? <laughs> yes. Wasn't it? Yeah. There was a guy in Australia called Truth Butts, and we've never fucking heard of him before tonight. <laughs> Should have been called Truth What the Butts. truth? Yeah. <laughs> Go down under. Swear it. Closely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Butts is at the Butts then hung around for a year trying to get his salary out of Tom because he didn't have any money to return home to Australia. More <laughs> and he needed two seats. Yes. <laughs> More Titchborn lawyers came to the hotel. Tom would always cover his face and run upstairs. <laughs> I mean, that's normal behavior. Isn't that enough? Is that not enough? That's to, enough. No, he's just that's enough to, that's be enough like, to be like. Nope. No, no way. No way. Probably not, right? Nope. No, poor Roger is so sad he can't face anybody. What he's done? Yeah, because his whole identity's different. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Titchborn was still. I also par- love that. That's his plan. Whenever yeah. asked, he just covers his face and runs away. Well, but you, like, if you're him, you're like, you, you start this off, and you're like, that'll ah, be great. Yeah, I'm full of shit. But then you get there, and you're like, oh, some of these people actually know this dude. So you're like, no, I'm good, I'm good. Plan two. So Lady Tichborn was still in Paris, and she sent word that she wanted Roger to live with her there. The family started. Right away. Bring him here. The family started to become concerned that she uh, had looked at the photo of Tom that she was sent so much that when she saw him, she might actually trick herself into thinking that he was Roger. I mean, there's no evidence of her behavior up to this point that would lead them to <laughs> reasonably expect that would be the case, right? No. No. No, you need... Yeah, you... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> She's like, bring him to Paris. I'll be at the docks. Like, <laughs> she, 
They were worried that she oh, would... Oh, oh, oh. There he is. No more stories. If only I had his teeth. Do you know how many dicks I had to suck to prove this was Roger? (laughs) Tom finally went to Paris on January 10th, 1867 and checked into a hotel. Lady Titchborn sent her valet three times to get Tom, but he would not come to her. Normal. Finally, she went to the hotel herself. Mm -hmm. Tom allowed her to see him, but only in a darkened bedroom (laughs) with his lawyer there. That's how you want, that's oh, how you want a sure. reunion. <laughs> when she came in, Tom was lying on the bed with his back turned and his, Hello. Face, his face to the wall. <laughs> what? He's lying on the bed with his face to the wall. Back turned, face to the wall. Oh, yeah. Right. Lady Titchmore. Boy, is it good to see you, Mom. Gosh, you've changed. But you still look the same. And me? <laughs> Don't I just look the same? Don't I just look the same? <laughs> Throw the money on the bed and get the fuck out. <laughs> get out. I bought the hotel. <laughs> Lady Titchborn walked over and then leaned over and kissed him on the mouth. Oh, what? And We're said, cousins. He, regardless of anything that's weird. <laughs> This story was just about a mother who kissed their son on the mouth at that age. This is still a weird fucking story. And with the teeth situation, that's just like sloppy right off the bat. Oh, oh God. Great to see you. My God. Did you spit? What happened? (laughs) Then she put her finger in his anus. It's my boy. (laughs) Truth butts has spoken. He was named after a test I invented. <laughs> so, so she said... <laughs> the original lie detector yeah. It's called the truth, but... <laughs> He's being honest. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> I'm actually the one lying. This is not a test. I got some demons I got to look in the eyes tonight, everybody. (laughs) She said that... (laughs) She she said that Tom looked like his father, although his ears were more like his uncle's. Tom then dropped his handkerchief and slightly turned to face her. He was shaking and in tears. Oh, my dear Roger, she said and cradled his head in her arms. Tom's lawyer then stood up and said to the valet, quote, You are a witness that Lady Titchborn recognizes her son. The valet replied, And so are you! And that was that. Tom was now Roger. Uh, Well, I mean, the valet was there, so it's pretty valid. (laughs) He validated it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, the jealousy. Yeah, no, 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 that, that was that, yeah. That was... I, I technically didn't have his lawyer. He had his liar. I haven't got another one. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, 
The newspapers wrote articles reporting that Sir Roger Charles Doughty Titchborn had been recognized by his mother. Two doctors were called to examine him to look for scars and other things that Lady Titchborn remembered. Both doctors agreed it was Roger. Jesus. The Titchborn family lawyer wrote to uh, Tom's lawyer, Our instructions are to deny emphatically that your client is the person he represents himself to be and to leave him to adopt such measures, measures as he thinks proper. Tom then uh, hung out with his mother's lawyer, who knew Roger growing up. He jumped right on the Tom is Roger train and went as far as to invite Tom to stay with him for a week. They went fishing together. Apparently, Tom chose the exact type of lures Roger did as a boy. Proof. Oh, Lady Titchborn got boxes of Roger's old possessions out to try to trigger his memory. Uh, uh, Roger's but, uncle. But, but, but wait, to try to trigger his memory? Yeah, he's having he a hard is... time. Oh, okay, yeah. because he's memory. like because nothing because, because he's he lying. Rem- right. he can't, because he can't remember the things he never experienced. <laughs> right. Remember, <laughs> remember your doll. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, oh for sure. I don't. Uh, yep. You know what? Australia makes you not remember it. Anything. If you well, go to Australia, it's like amnesia. So I don't. I've I, read that it can make you forget French entirely. Yeah. Matches up. I remember a man named Truth Butts. Oh, oh yeah. He's and on I, the property still. And I. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember an old woman sucking dicks down on the dock. Yeah, no, I did that. That was my mouth. Hi, Mama. Hey, baby. (laughs) I can't believe how weird your ears have gotten and how literally everything else is different. Roger's uncle wasn't... you have a birthmark. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy how that happens after birth. Yeah. I mean, I picked it. Australia's weird. Yeah, no, I would never want to go there because I like being who I am. Yeah, and you've completely changed. Well, it's a tough, it's a tough place. Remember your blocks? Hi. Uh, as your valet, it's weird that I'm here for this. Conversation. You need to stay here. You have to be here legally. I, just feel I need, awkward when I you, need guys you get here. Into this. You'll bring the okay. carriage or okay. car around whenever, whatever the <laughs> hell it is now. You are, you are, my best and closest friend, and maybe my aunt. I'm not sure yet. (laughs) My grandma. Roger's uncle wasn't buying it. He saw Tom and spoke French to him. Tom didn't know what he was saying. He then asked a very well-dressed man to come in and ask Tom who it was. Tom asked, one of my uncles? Nope. It was a servant dressed up. He tested Tom to see if he knew his father's handwriting, but he didn't. The uncle then furiously left, convinced Tom was not Roger. (sighs) Meanwhile, Lady Titchborn had now been living with Tom for months. She wrote to a friend, they must be savages in Australia to have made him so rough. <laughs> I mean, she is the perfect mark. Like, she yeah. leaned into this yeah. so fucking strong. Like, she uh, just wants it to be him. You yeah. could have brought, like, a lion to the door, right. and she'd have been like, Roger? Roger? Well, I don't know what they've done to him in the savannah, but he's very violent. But he's still my boy, and he likes raw, raw beef. Hi, honey. It's Mama. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's angry today. Eat your food. Eat your food. Mama loves you. He's got a birthmark. 
that he didn't have before, so it's him. Tom was now ca- cashing in on his Rogerness in London, trading against his future inheritance. He got a loan of six thousand pounds, another for a thousand. Cousin Katie, her husband, a Tichborne aunt, and another cousin popped in unexpectedly. They to- told Roger to identify them. The women were all wearing veils. Tom said he didn't know. Katie's husband asked him a question in French, and Tom just stared at him. The two men then started arguing, and Tom pushed him out the door. But Katie saw a bit of likeness to her cousin, Roger, around the eyes, the eyebrows, and the forehead. And his voice was like Roger's, she how, said. Like how she we, decided how, it was Roger. How many people, like, if you're looking at a forehead and eyebrows, you're like, that is very sick. Like, you never, I would never be like, oh, that's him. Look at his eyebrows and forehead. But also at this point, so many people have confirmed yeah. that it might be Roger. No, that I'm yeah. starting to think, fuck, maybe this is actually fucking Roger. Oh, fuck. And this if... guy living in Wagga Wagga doesn't fucking know that he's Roger because he's toothless and he's forgotten fucking French. But he's stumbled onto it because right. everybody else fucking thinks he's Roger. Uh, right. Maury Povich in this era. <laughs> then, on March 12th, 1868, Lady Tichborne died. She did get to spend one year with her boy. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. Tom then swiftly took possession of his late mother's boxes and papers, as well as her carriage and horses from the stables, and he grabbed 73 pounds she had on her when she died. Uh, Well, no, that's that's nice. That's that. uh, Most, most. Nothing says I love you like going through your dead relative's pockets for loose change. (laughs) I mean, imagine seeing that the valet's like, sir. Huh? Well, what? She's not going to spend it, asshole. Lord. God damn, you're like truth butts. Have some sense. Right out truth butts. Right after the inquest, Tom asked his lawyer to figure out where the family silver was kept. (laughs) (laughs) Tom cried all the way through his mom's funeral and then got into a fist fight with his uncle over the formal position of chief mourner in the procession. Chief mourner? Yeah, I mean the the, the person who has to be the itself, most upset, right? the head of the family. The, okay, I thought that what, was. But sort that's of... like an official position yeah. at a funeral back then. Have you ever been to England? Yeah, I've been to funerals in England, and I don't remember one person being like, "I'll lead the yeah, grieving." I'll be the... Yeah, but your family, you're like they're like animals. Like this is like legitimate. Like no, no, you, you would don't have get a chief, chief mourner. I'll lead. Oh no! Kind of like that. Oh, God! Can't believe she's gone! From the top. No! Sadness, you consume me! I'm the most... I want to be president of the mourners someday. Anyway, they did not come to an agreement. So instead, two processions followed the casket. Normal. So this is where it gets a bit confusing. <laughs> the family lawyer said uh-huh. Tom had to prove he was Roger in court. Uh-huh. Okay. So Tom's lawyers had him go to Chile to appear before a panel of judges where witnesses would swear he was Roger Titchboard. Okay. Wait, but that but he no. We're going to Chile, baby. No, you don't go. Why would you? Wait, if you Act don't... three. Get on an airplane. 
So they go to Chile so that people who know him will just be like, that's him. Yep. All righty. <laughs> Seems to make sense. Tom then wrote a letter to a friend he had in Chile who also was named Tom Castro. Quote, I have a strange thing to tell Dear you. Dear me. <laughs> How am I? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> That's their bit. <laughs> That's how they bonded. <laughs> uh, quote, I have a strange thing to tell you, and I do not doubt but that you will think I took a very great liberty, and that is that I assumed and made use of your name, and that during the 16 years and I, was, I was in Australia, I was only known as Thomas Castro. I can, however, assure you, my dear friend, that I never dishonored your name or even your prowess on horseback during the time I was over there, signed Roger Titchborn. Wait. What? Wait. So. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now, is he. Is he. Roger. There is an actual other person, though, right? Roger Titchborn. Did this, he. This is what Roger Titchborn is saying. Yeah. Roger Titchborn <laughs> is saying that he lived for a while in South America. And he made a friend named Tom Castro, and then right. he moved to Australia, and he name. took Tom Castro's name. Oh, okay. So he's writing to no one. No, Tom Castro's son wrote back. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, this, man. This, this one should this. come with a chart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So okay. the son, Tom Castro's son wrote back. It was a very friendly letter, and in it he reminded... All good, bro. In it, he reminded Tom that when he lived in Chile, he did not go by Roger. He went by Arthur Orton. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Okay, thank so, God. Yeah, that makes okay, sense. good. Right. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm happy with that. So he uh, Tom Right away when they got to show. Chile, one of Tom's lawyers quit, writing to another partner, neither you nor I have the, got the whole truth out of Tichborn yet. He is full of cunning and deceit. He is not so simple-minded as he is thought to be. The trial started on May 1871. A huge crowd showed up. The family had 300 witnesses lined up to say Tom was not Roger. Tom's lawyer had had 100 witnesses lined up to say he was Roger. There were many military witnesses, Australian witnesses, medical witnesses, old servants, and tenants. A detective in London then went around showing Tom's portrait, asked if anyone had seen him. That's my favorite part of all. Is that this was a time when they walked around with Portraits. a Portraits. They walked around with a painting. Right. You seen this guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pastelli blue eyes, right? Yeah, I know him. I mean, uh, you could just do anything back yeah, then. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, a pub landlady said she had come, uh, that he, this man had come near Christmas time and kept talking about old neighbors, especially the family of the late George Orton. You guys hear that? Sorry, no. Can you repeat that? <sighs> there was something important. No, I mean, a beer, a beer that, It does show your priorities that, like, there's, like, this is already a complicated story. And I'm like, no, I can just search around for how to open my beer for a minute and not miss anything. <laughs> is truth butts back in it? <laughs> they were trying to find the truth butts last time I remember the story. Truth butts came out of the sky. <laughs> Simba, my son. <laughs> okay, so. A, a pub landlady was showed the portrait, and she said that this man had come near Christmas and kept talking about old neighbors, especially 
the family of the late Mr. George Orton, a butcher in High Street. She then realized Tom must be an Orton whom he looked like. Then one Charles Orton came out of the... I mean, am I the only one who doesn't understand what's going on anymore? Can you repeat that one more time just so I can get exactly what happened? Okay. So so this guy in Chile has said, you used to call yourself... Uh, Arthur Orton. Okay, right? so this is so the guy a, who then a Tom. then an investigator in London starts yeah. showing the portrait in different places in London. of Tom. Oh yeah, in London. Yeah, and he comes across a woman in a pub who says, "Oh yeah, he's he's one of the Orton boys." Oh, okay, okay. Sounds like he might be an Orton. <laughs> then a man named Charles Orton came out of the woodwork and said Tom was his brother Arthur. Apparently, Tom had been paying Charles to keep quiet. Five pounds a month. But now the payments had stopped, and so Charles was spilling the goods. Keep paying five pounds a month. What the fuck? In court, Tom said... He's getting hotels. Sorry, man. I don't know if I can afford it right now. You don't have any fucking teeth, bro. I don't know, man. Why why always about the teeth? I mean, the guy... It's just an indicator. In court, Tom... In court, when questioned about it, Tom said that he was friends with Arthur Orton. He, they at, yeah, so he's friends with himself so now. Is that what it was like? That's, that's what well, he's my funny. best friend. That's a good place Hell to Hell of a guy. No, ask me any question about him. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot about him, actually. Less about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spent years stuttering, studying Arthur Orton and forgetting who I am in Australia. That's I think I knew too much about Arthur, and I forgot, a, as cliche as it sounds, I forgot about Roger. I yeah, really did. I, did. I lost myself back there. You don't know what it's like to be a butcher. <laughs> uh, they asked Tom about his, the subjects he learned at prep school, like Latin and Greek and geometry. <laughs> oh, he yeah. No knowledge of them. No. Oh, I remember all them. Roger had left a sealed envelope before he went to South America. Okay. Tom was asked about it. Okay. He said... That is such. That, is I mean, best. this is like some magician this shit. This is the best now, though. Like a sealed envelope. But what's in the sealed envelope? Yeah. What did you write on this? Yeah. He said, <laughs> quite, "Why don't you tell me?" Quite, com- quite confidently, <laughs> that the letter was about what to do if Katie ended up being pregnant after he left. Oh. Good Tom, stab. Tom then swore under oath that yeah. he had seduced Katie, and the court lost his shit. Turns out the envelope just had a letter about Roger talking about building a church. <laughs> I mean, almost the opposite. What's the same letter? The letter says I fucked her. I fucked her a bunch. You and I couldn't stop fucking her. Actually, and there's probably no, a baby stop, up in there. Stop. We have it here. Yeah, read it. It's a fucking plan for a church. Same thing. Different entirely. Euphemism. No, it is not. That's what I call fucking These a These are fucking drawings, dude. Right. Wrong. She's built like a church. No, she is. No, don't try that shit with us. <laughs> I mean, he has fucking thrown her under the bus. <laughs> oh, like but, in his oh, yeah, imaginary sure. world. She's like, like thanks sh- for the shout out, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how I fingered her. Yeah, Hell, what the what? fuck? Wait. So I, I swear to God, I made her come. I didn't just. 
Sounds like someone needs a little truth, butts. <laughs> I think you'll find it starts, Dear me, I always thought the letters to me were made up until... <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually writing one of these. <laughs> why, but why, why would you not just claim, ha, like, just not right. knowing any, you know, remember. amnesia? Because why don't the... you just go... The boat. Isn't that where you go first? You go, oh, I was in a shipwreck and I can't remember. Yeah, stuff. you're just like, oh, I hit my head so hard. Yeah, my memory's foggy. It rings a my, bell. It knocked my teeth out. Have you, was it I about Katie? French anymore. Have you guys at all noticed that this guy's a fucking idiot? <laughs> I know, He's but... He's gotten this, so far for so an idiot far. that I'm almost like, at this point, you, you just... You believe go, in it. Yeah, you're just like, dude, you're I like, got to the winner's circle. Right. I don't need a press conference. Like, he's fucking falling his way to the top. It's... Okay. We're talking about a guy... Who did this? Uh, I'm not, hi, I'm Roger. Yeah, but I Dave, mean, he's about to be president. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what it feels like. Yeah, all right. Uh, why don't you tell me what's in the letter? <laughs> I know I'll exactly. Tell you, the, the I'll tell you this letter. Whatever's in the letter, it's unbelievable. You, the best letter. You're never going to read anything like letter. it, okay? It's going to be the greatest thing you've ever heard. Nobody's writing letters like this anymore. I'll tell Nobody. you that much. I'll tell you that much right Nobody. now. This is going to. This letter is going to be the best letter ever, okay? Ever. Why don't you read it to me? It's yeah. unbelievable. It's um. <laughs> The newspapers were given uh, were giving the trial lots of coverage. The Times of London had two columns a day. The family paraded witness after witness about how Roger had a tattoo on his arm. Tom didn't. After 103 days, the jury stopped the trial. The jury was like, "We're good. We're good. We're going to wrap this up." How many days? 103 days. 103 days. 103 days. Bring on OJ. 103. The jury denied Tom's rights to the estate. The judge then had Tom arrested for perjury. The judge was especially upset about what Tom had said about fucking Katie. I fucking right, judge. Yeah. Yeah, damn straight. Tom was in prison for seven weeks, saying he was the victim of a huge conspiracy. His supporters uh, raised his bail. Uh, here we Which was 10,000 pounds. And he had uh, it. All in IOUs. Yeah. <laughs> Will this do? He wrote in newspapers asking for the public to help him. He now needed money for legal and living expenses. Quote, I appeal to every British soul who is inspired by a love of justice and fair play and is willing to defend the weak against the strong with the greatest, in, with the greatest reluctance. I must appeal to the British public for money to conduct my defense. People basically bought shares in Tom against his future estate money. Okay, so they, he started a Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. <Tom. laughs> you can get Tom's shirt. Uh, uh, there's also Truth Butts mugs. You can hit us up on Teach Startup. And then, uh, and then my mom will jerk you off under a dock for $50 a month. We threw her body in the ocean like she requested. I'm not I found my 
Roger was a coral. He's coral. I found him. Tom was now very famous. When he did get out of jail, an enormous crowd was waiting for him. Uh-huh. The working class got the credit for raising the bail money. The Tichborne Defense Fund Committee was active all across England with offices in every town. He went on a fundraising tour and spoke to packed crowds. What? <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Tom. He's gonna, Trump. He's Trump. What is going on? He's gonna, Trump. We're going to make Roger great again, yeah. okay? <laughs> and we're going to make Chile pay for it. <laughs> Tom worked the common man angle in his speeches. Quote, is working man's evidence not as good as that of Lord Bellow? Bellow was one of the rich guys who had said Roger had tattoos in court. I love it. In the next town, he spoke under a banner that read, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. 8,000 people saw him speak in Bradford. 20,000 in Manchester. Everyone there paid one to three shillings. The money went to the Tichborne Defense Fund. You know what the worst thing about this fucking story is? I've done gigs in fucking England, and I have never pulled those crowds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. I was just Not even say, fucking close. Had, did he go to Adelaide is the question. <laughs> 400? I'm fucking Tom Roger. What the... F- uh. <laughs> I'm Tom Roger. Tom got his own journal called the Tichborne Gazette, which just stirred up the public about his treatment and asked for more money. Tom's perjury trial started on April uh, of 1873. It had been eight years since he heard about the ad in the Australian paper. The perjury trial went on for 10 months, which was the longest trial in England to date. He would arrive every day in a carriage as thousands cheered him. He would bow as he got out to acknowledge them. It's, it's insane to how far you could push a fucking lie. I mean, like, you are having a trial bowing to people, being like, come on, buy this shit. Keep buying this shit. I mean, you are at there's the gotta be like, There's got to be like a day or two where he's like... Oh, call it. Just like, just... You I, know can't what? I, can't I can't anymore. do this I shit. I can't do this shit. What would truth butts do? I can't do this shit. No, I'm just sorry. go there and bow. Every time I think I'm in, my, <laughs> in over my head... They just keep buying it. Yeah, they won't stop buying it. <laughs> I played to 20,000 people in Manchester. I mean, imagine... Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And they are clapping for me. The prosecution bought 212 witnesses, the defense 256. <laughs> oh Tom's lawyer talked for 26 days straight at one point. What? His lawyer was a bit of a pit bull type, attacking witnesses and arguing with the judge. At one point, he said of Tom's enemies, Who are they? The Jesuits. <laughs> so he's... Interesting. He's, you know, he's, he's the right, right lawyer right, for the yeah. right guy. Yeah, he's a good campaign manager. Oh, no, lawyer. I love it. They were 26 in, days straight. Yeah. 26 days straight. I'm more, not done, Your Honor. More water, please, Your Honor. A little more water for me. <laughs> I'm parched over here. There were days and days of testimony about Tom and Roger's physical attributes, how their earlobes hung, marks on their ankles, how their legs moved. A phrenologist had given Tom a... He gave him the head, bump on the head exam, and then he gave Tom a medical exam. Hold on. 
He said when he wanted to look at Tom's genitals, he asked Tom to hold up his stomach, but Tom couldn't, so the doctor propped a, the back of a chair underneath it. So he On, sat like Slater without actually going down? He, to look at his genitals, he put, used a chair, a chair to wrap up his stomach. Wait, so, wait, wait, yeah. no, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. He was so fat... Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if we've heard. I mean, at this point, he's eating like a goddamn king. Right. Yeah. So he can't get his. He has to put his belly on the back of a chair to for the doctor to look at his genitals through the back of a chair. That's correct. Very, very medical. Very. You've heard it a million times. Then the phrenologist looked closely at Tom's genitals. This isn't a head at all. And well, Tom said, "Quote that is my malformation." Tom's penis did not stick out. Wait. Uh, what? Wait. <laughs> it dude, didn't stick dude, out? Dude, are you... Uh, is he about... Has he got he, an innie? Does he have... Does this... Is he saying that this man has micropenis? Like, is that what's happening here? If, uh, is he going to stare into some, like, is, hole and only see a chair like some weird fucked up play school? <laughs> <laughs> There's a chair in there. But no penis, too. <laughs> Tom's penis did not stick out. What? He had a large bladder and no muscle connecting his urethra to his pubic bone, so his penis retracted. Retracted? The courtroom was like then cleared of had women. An the courtroom was then cleared of women. Well, I, I don't know well, if anyone needed to make that I official. Mean, Ladies, get out of here. It's a little too close to what you have with balls. I don't know what is happening. Oh, because the balls would still be out. Balls right? are there. Balls uh, are there. See, balls are I'm out. imagining this, there's no, nothing. No, no there's, there's balls. balls. There's still balls, but then they're a just hole. a little... Yeah. Like he's a, got... An, oh, my God, like a snail's head going into Dave, a shell. Dave, <laughs> Like the shell's still there, but you're like, oh, where did it go? Dave... Oh my God, Dave! You did not just tell us this fact. Retractable penis. No, I didn't. Gareth, the court did. <laughs> Your Honor, the court. I let the record show that his penis is super weird and kind of not there. Your Honor, but not inner. <laughs> Your inner. <laughs> Can we use the gavel? Maybe we can bash it out a little. I don't know. Maybe we hit his ass. I don't know how it works. I've never seen anything like this. If it comes out, six more weeks of winter. (laughs) I wish his mom was here to suck it out. Honestly, this is just the situation we put ourselves in at this point. We invented... I do it for the truth! Yeah, yeah. people are getting offended by a thing that yeah. wasn't true that yeah. we invented. She never sucked a dick. And it's not her son. I mean, son. she probably did. Yeah, she yeah, sucked like, dick. Like, like, yeah, she sucked like, dick. Who knows what it was like back then? She, yeah, no. she was in France for a while. down the ducks yeah, a lot. for sure. <laughs> for sure. We know what happened to the ducks. Tom's lawyer then argued that Roger had complained about having a small penis to his aunt. <laughs> the fucking luck of this guy. Like, Seriously? He apparently wrote to her and said... This he was... is exactly Trump now. 
<laughs> he apparently wrote to her and said he was worried he couldn't have children and enclosed a withered leaf. <laughs> Hang on. Is this the first sext? Has he essentially sent her a That dick is an pic? emoji. Here's a withered leaf to show you what my dick feels like. Hope all's well. Maybe Roger. Tom's, Tom's attorney also argued Lady Tichborn had looked at Tom's penis to be sure he was Roger. Tichborn. Tichborn and there's no penis. Yeah. Hey, uh, but tell me one more time. She looked at his penis. Tom's to attorney argued that Lady Tichborn had looked at Tom's penis to be sure he was Roger. The judge completely flipped out. Flipped out. <laughs> With that, um, uh, against that um, substantiated claim. Yeah, that feels... Uh, yeah, that's why he should be freaking out. Yeah. Closing arguments lasted two months. <laughs> and also, uh, his dick. Your Honor, he's stammering again. He doesn't have anything to say. His dick is in... It's inside. So he's, you know, he's the guy. Objection! I'm just getting started here. Give me a week. Give me a week. Your Honor, can I have a week to talk about the dick? Granted. <laughs> if the bone doesn't twitch, you must quit. <laughs> Johnny Cock. Run. Tom, uh, the jury deliberated for 29 minutes. I they, mean, had, they were on lunch. After two months of closing arguments, yeah. they take less than half an hour. And you know that they probably reached in eight minutes, and they were like, do you want to just do like 15 like more a, to make them feel good? Just, like, we've known since January. <laughs> we found him not hung. <laughs> Tom was guilty of perjury, and the jury said his name was Arthur Orton. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison. How many? 14. Okay. But Tom's fame wasn't going anywhere. Post-trial, photos of Tom outsold, outsold those of royalty. Dinner sets went on sale that had figurines of all the main people from the trial. Table- what the f- Are you, No. Are you serious? Uh, Table- and then just the thimble for the penis. More salt? It's actual size. What's, what's this? It's a hole. Mm-hmm. It's $5. That'll be $5. You can't put anything in there, but uh, it'll dribble every now and then. It's me malformation. Uh, Tablecloths were sold that had scenes from the trial, and there were slippers <laughs> with Tom Titchborn stitched on them. Tom's lawyer, was, Tom's lawyer was disbarred. <laughs> I mean, technically, Tom was also disbarred. Uh, he then won a seat in the House of Commons. The lawyer did? The, the lawyer. lawyer. His yeah. platform was demanding a new trial for Tom. Ah, he what? also said that Jesuits were trying to poison him. This guy, he could still be existing today, I think. And the ex-lawyer started a newspaper called The Englishman that was about freeing Tom. It had a weekly circulation of 150,000. Ah. The London Times wrote, of, of those who still believed 
that Tom was Roger, quote, it is evidence of something worse than a low state of education among large masses of people. Dave. It brings into unpleasant prominence a degraded condition of morality, David. such as we are accustomed to associate with the rowdy population of other communities rather than with our own countrymen. It warns us no. that there is in this sensible, sober, and calculating England a stratum of society about as unaccountable and as little to be depended upon as quicksand or a quagmire. Mr. Anthony. Yes? Why? He's got two more months of this, so strap yourself in. I think we have eight more years of this. (laughs) (laughs) Branches of the Titchborne Release Association met every week in London and larger towns, but slowly interest faded in the late 1870s. Tom was finally released in 1884. He signed a contract with a traveling circus agent for a year. Uh, wait, uh, can... Well, well, not, no, it's not the penis. Behold! He's got a hole, but he's a man. The no-penis merman! He was billed as Sir Roger and told stories. Uh, after that, he worked as a bartender, and he got married. His wife was now in... Oh, sorry. His wife, Mary, was now in a workhouse, uh, and Tom was uh, married to a singer. When Tom was 61 years old, he wrote, quote, I am Arthur Orton, and no other person. I have never seen Roger Tichborn in my life, nor had I, when I left Wagga Wagga, the slightest intention of ever claiming the Tichborn estates. All I was hoping for was to get money, I'd have stayed behind in Sydney or taken a ship for California had it not been for the urgings and attentions of my infatuated followers. With little effort, the story really built itself, and in that way, it grew so large that I really could not get out of it. Turns out, Tom had a friend in Wagga Wagga who was from the same area as the Tichborns. Tom found out as much as he could from his friend. Quote, I wish to relieve the public mind about any doubt that they may have entertained as to my real identity. I apologize to the Tichborn family and Lady Radcliffe for the great trouble and anxiety I have for years caused them. His confession was published in a journal in installments. When the last one was published, he recanted the whole thing. (laughs) Hang on. So he published a confession and literally right at the end just went... Psych! <laughs> Y'all been punked. I like to think I that I mean, it's... there's nothing about this guy I don't enjoy. He yeah. had no penis, no penis, and he worked as a butcher surrounded by sausages. That's, like, this whole life of this man is amazing. This isn't much sausage. Ma'am, that's a lot of sausage. <laughs> you want to see not a lot of sausage? No. Oh, my God, it's a void. Tom Castro slash Arthur Orton slash Roger Tichborn died on April 1st, 1898. On the day of his funeral, throngs of people began showing up as the sun came up. By midday, spectators packed the street. His coffin had a brass plaque on it that said, Roger, Sir Roger Charles Doherty Tichborn. That's an Australian. So, if I'm following this correctly, it was actually him. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yep. It was it's him official. the whole time. It's it was official. actually him. Yeah, okay. and, uh, it's official. He's buried next to Truth. It, Tr- and, well, Truth's brother was uh, turned out to be Seymour. Seymour. Oh. Uh, 
What was that? I like to think that that guy who he got the information from was like, Roger also didn't have a dick. And he was like, I'll see you in two days. My story's got to corroborate all the way through. Over-circumcise me, Doc. <laughs> Over-circumcise me. I hope there's no one in here with an innie who's upset right now. <laughs> or eating calamari. Um, well, that's crazy. I, when you hold on to a micropenis for that long, you're in a good story. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, Truth Butts was a side Truth character. Butts. A Truth, side character. Truth Butts, dude, Truth Butts was a drive-by. Right. And there was How a, you doing? There was an old lady who now lives in the ocean that we haven't Whoa. even heard about. <laughs> uh... I mean, that was pretty great. Yeah, all right. Well, Good story, Dave. what the fuck? Um, Very long. Already Sorry. played Pokemon. Uh, thank you. We really thank you guys so much for coming out, honestly. Um, give it up for Will Anderson. You guys. Uh, two things. Two things. The first is we want to thank uh, our best friends, Dave and Craig, uh, who have hooked us up uh, tonight. The, fir- with the first dollop we did here and this yeah, one. Yeah. Um, you guys might remember Craig from the last time we were here. He locked us out of the venue. Um, they do the, the, and he says that uh, that venue, someone thinks it might be another Craig. It is not Craig. It, it, it is this Craig. Um, so just to be clear, he did it. Uh, but we really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much, honestly. Appreciate it. Everybody, it's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 